Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, Satellite Sisters. We're excited to announce our new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It's happening. A little pep talk in your inbox on Fridays. Every issue will be short and sweet with podcast highlights, our recommendations for books, TVs, and films that are going to keep you entertained, plus recipes and other, you know, tidbits. And of course, there'll be a little pep talk because we all need that right now, don't we? It's the perfect newsletter to enjoy and then share with your satellite sisters and misters. You can find sign-up links all over the place, on our social media, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. We would love to have you sign up for Pep Talk now. Thanks. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters, and today is a huge day on the show. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm a writer and producer. I live in Pasadena, California, and I'm going to graciously hand it over to my sisters who are going to tell you what's happening today. Liz, <laughs> what's happening today on Satellite Sisters? I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm at home in Santa Monica, California. Big, big day. Leanne, it's our first ever listener appreciation show, which I'm going to explain in a second. But first, let's bring in Julie. Yes, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm here in Dallas, Texas. And I really cannot, I couldn't be more excited than I am today to okay. do this show and to appreciate our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal, sisters and misters. We've realized that now that we've completed 20 seasons of Satellite Sisters, the one thing we have never done is a whole show devoted to you. So here we go. This is our first ever listener appreciation show. You would think after about 20 years, we should get around to this. So the more we know about you, the better. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, we'll have some of that in the show. Then later on, we've got some special listener interviews. Again, total first time. But first, here are some thoughts from us about our relationship with you over the many, many years. Julie? Well, you know, listeners, first of all, we just we just appreciate you so much. Uh, you know, it starts from, from the very basic thing that you gave us a chance. You listened to us, <laughs> right? Yes. And sometimes yeah. you listen to us when our kids weren't listening to us, our bosses, our, our husbands. You know, nobody was listening to us. But you were there. You were willing to listen to us. And you got it. You got it from the very first show that we ever did. We never had to explain what Satellite Sisters meant. You know, you wrote to us and you're like, oh, you sound like my sisters or you sound like my friends or my running group or my book club or my mother's club or, you know, my uh, gardening club, whatever it was. And that was that was really good news for us because that was our only idea. Right. And if they hadn't. <laughs> right. Right. If they didn't get it. That would have really been a problem. Yeah. The other thing about you listeners, when I was reflecting on this, is you can sing, you can dance, you can act, and you can craft. And Liz, Leanne, uh, am I right? When we started this show, we said, well, we really can't sing, dance, act, or craft. Right. So the only thing we can do is talk, right? <laughs> That's, That's true. Yes. We said that we sort of narrowed it down when we were trying to come up with the concept of working together. We had to eliminate whole categories of things <laughs> just because we couldn't do it. But the amazing thing about you, Satellite Sisters, is that you are extremely talented and it just delights and surprises us all the time when you when you share your talents with us. The other thing is, you know, everything. Right. 
The satellite system. That's true. Everything. They, they know, know everything. everything. They know where to eat in Minneapolis, how to refinish furniture, how to back up files. If you want to visit Disneyland, the list goes on. Okay. Whatever it is. Okay. Anything that I'm thinking of, I don't go to Google anymore. I go to Satellite <laughs> Sisters because I know I'm going to get solid expert advice. You're patient, right? You are patient. You have stuck with us from public radio to when moving to ABC radio, when we learned to blog, we didn't even know what that word meant, right? We podcasting, <laughs> okay? And we, we've had some raggedy moments <laughs> over the years. Okay? That's true. We have cobbled, we, we have cobbled things together. I mean, yeah. Lee, you did a backup job with GarageBand. <laughs> I just, you know, during the dark ages, Leanne, when it was just you and I keeping hope alive, keeping the flame on, but you gave us time. So thank you, listeners, okay? You're also incredibly forgiving as we butchered names of places, people, things, okay? When we were absolutely incorrect about trends and topics, you gave us room to make mistakes. I mean, we yep. really appreciate that, okay? You've been incredibly empathetic. Uh, you know, we've been through a lot in 20 years uh, as sisters, as part of a family, and you have lifted us up in hard times, and you have just been so great at helping us celebrate the great moments. You have proven to us over and over again that you are much nicer than we are, right? <laughs> yes. Is that true? I mean, yeah. we try, we try. Okay. Okay. And the other thing that is just been unbelievably touching is you have been honest and open with us. You have trusted us. You have shared your lives, your families, your friends, your pain, your disappointment with us. And, and that just means the world to us that you would trust us with and be so open with us. You have been a great friend to us. You are mm -hmm. constant. You are loyal. You're smart. You're funny. You're adventuresome and kind. You have made us better people. We, you know, we just have to bring our best to you every week. We, we just know that, okay? Because, because you're so important to us. And, you know, the thing is, we never expected to be, make so many great friends. Did you, Liz or Leanne? Did you ever yeah. think? No. I mean, never as we thought about the show or what we wanted to do, did we expect the friendship that we have made um, through Satellite Sisters, okay? And we're just absolutely filled with gratitude about that. We say, you know, we always say that the sense of connection is what adds meanings to our lives. And you have just, you have given our lives over the last two decades so much meaning. And then finally, I would just have to say, we know you have favorite sisters, and just have been so kind not to always say what they are. You've been nice. You've been nice to all of us. Okay. <laughs> right. And we appreciate That's that. true, Julie. That's yeah. true. So we haven't said it enough. We just want to take this show to say thank you to just thank you for, because we appreciate you so much and you mean so much to us. Amen. Oh, Julie, that was well said. Well yes. said, Julie. Very I, when when we first started this show, we used to pitch that we would have something that seemed really revolutionary at the time called a feedback loop, right? Mm -hmm. Remember that? We were going to be a radio show with a website and email. And that, <laughs> so, and well, that, that was, was, you know, before the internet was invented. So yeah, we so, were right. It's, I mean, we didn't even know what a feedback loop was, but Liz made us say it in the marketing presentations. <laughs> And that's really what we have now. Turned out okay. Well, we have friends. We have really very, just some very deep friends. And we're so happy about that. Well, I did. I went to our feedback loop, uh, Julie and Liz. I went there this week. Um, we asked our Facebook group a, an essential question. We asked them, what is something you wish we knew about you? And as usual, as Julie mentioned, we got some fantastic responses because you're smart and you're funny and you're on it and you're honest. So I organized the answers in a couple of categories. Okay, first, we have to appreciate all the essential workers in our communities. 
in our community. We know we have nurses, we know we have doctors, but we also have hospice chaplains there. They're seeing patients through the pandemic. That must be a lot. Thank you, hospice chaplains. We have bank employees doing those PPP loans right on. We have caregivers who had to leave their other jobs outside of the home to care for their parents during this time. That's essential. We have Becky. Becky has a daughter who is a bilingual immigration paralegal. Couldn't be busier at this time. Thank you, Becky, and your daughter. Essential. Carrie went back to work. Listen to this. She's, <laughs> I think she must be in the running for the nicest uh, listener. Not a, not a contest. <laughs> Which is hard because there's so many nice listeners. Yes. Okay. Carrie went back to work as a dentist a few years ago. She just specializes in nursing home residents. Oh, wow. So now with the extra added layer of COVID, that's a lot of responsibility on Becky, on Carrie. Carrie, thank you. How nice is that? Yes. Wow. Uh, Vicki started a free medical clinic for folks who don't have insurance. So she was a doctor. She retired and now she started this free medical clinic. That's like something they do on soap operas, Vicki. Not in real life. <laughs> okay. Rebecca is staying at home. She's a full-time caregiver to her adult daughter with special needs, all essential workers. Bravo. All right. We want to thank the people who responded by just telling us like the one thing they have been through some stuff, you know, some of it good, some of it heavy. Like Heidi, Heidi decided to go to grad school for her doctorate in nursing after decades of nursing and after her three kids finished their undergraduate degree. She started at 50 and is now a doctor of nursing practice at 53. And that's fantastic. Way to go, Heidi. Extraordinary. Yes. Okay, Lila, listen to Lila, was the living liver donor to her longtime teaching partner. And I'm, <laughs> you're right, Julie, they're nicer than us. See, they're much nicer than we are. Yes. <laughs> so much nicer. Her, her teaching partner and unbiological sister in 2004. Lila's, you know, dear friend only lived a few weeks after surgery. So heartbreaking. But Lila said, not a day goes by that I don't remember something she taught me. Oh, my oh. gosh. That's oh. so nice. Her motto that's, was learning something something new every day. And she tries to emulate that. Thank you, Lila. Thank you for sharing that with us. Okay. How about Jamie? She's the 65 year old mom of a 19 year old daughter. We adopted from China when she was an infant. She completely flipped the script, transitioned from PR to, uh, to a restaurant owner. And she opened a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic. Way to go, Jamie. (laughs) Jamie, timing is everything. Thank you. (laughs) Good luck, Jamie. Okay, Natalie. Okay, Natalie is my friend, and I didn't know this about her. She's an only child who went to 13 different schools from K through 12 in four different states in Puerto Rico. Her dad worked for the military. She also lived in four other countries. She was always the new kid and always wanted siblings. So Satellite Sisters is like peering into the unknown but wonderful world. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Natalie. That's great. I learned something new. All right, here's Paula. Paula's raised her kids, twenty now 24 and 16, on her own since her husband died in 2008, and they've turned out great. Everyone tells me how lucky I am that they turned out so wonderful when I actually put a lot of thought and effort into how I raised them. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm glad you're the taking plan. credit for it. Good work. <laughs> Paula said... I don't spend a lot of time complaining or bragging because I knew what I was doing and why. Way to go, Paula. And then she adds, I also have totally gotten into K-pop music recently. Okay. Fantastic. It keeps you young. Keeps you young. (laughs) Okay. Julie feels like she's lived two lives. She grew up in Iowa in a Catholic family with five girls and three boys. That sounds familiar, Julie, except the (laughs) Iowa part. Then she married someone in the Air Force, and she moved every three years for 20 years. Now she's back in Iowa, and she says most people in Iowa don't understand the military, and that's okay because no one in the military understands Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. All right. Elizabeth wanted us to know that she was working at special events at the New York Public Library in the 90s. She had the incredible opportunity to work with the United Nations 50th anniversary celebration held at the library. It took a year and a half to plan, and it took a year and a half for the Secret Service to walk every country's security detail through the building. But it was cool, and she remembers me, you know, seeing Yeltsin and Yasser Arafat and all these people walk by her at the library. Thank you, Elizabeth. That's good to know. Fantastic. cool. That's very cool. How about Heather? She works at a nuclear weapons lab. I mean, you're too good for us, Heather. See? (laughs) See, I told you they're all smarter than we are, too. Be careful, Heather. Be careful. 
I know. She should also turn off the podcast immediately and really focus on your work. I mean, don't <laughs> let me tell you how to do your job, Heather. <laughs> I'm sure you're nothing like Homer Simpson, but just in case. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Judy got married and had a baby at 16, unbelievable Judy, and then raised three children by the time she was 22, or had three children by the time she was 22. She got her GED, raised her kids. She always wanted to go to college, but she didn't have enough money. So first they took night classes, then she went to college full time, and the same year that she became a 36-year-old grandmother, she got her BA. She learned, And then now she's a master's of education, and she went on to teach for 20 years at the high school and college level. She's retired and wrote and published her first book right before the pandemic. Her husband and she have been married for 48 years. Three children, seven grandchildren, six great-grandchildren. They all live within 20 miles of each other. Life here is good on on our farm in the Midwest. I mean, I hope she writes that into a book. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, how about this? We have satellite sisters who had amazing athletic accomplishments. Donna <laughs> rode 6,000 miles on a bike trip and she camped all the way. Those things sound horrific to me, but Donna apparently. <laughs> <enjoyed that. laughs> Bravo, <laughs> Donna. Nans climbed a glacier in Norway. Way to go, that Nans. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cheryl started running at 63. Now she's 72 and she's completed 18 half marathons. She's going to run number 19 on November 28th. So this is right after Thanksgiving. So that means she she is just going to train her way through Thanksgiving and number 20 on January 11th. And then she's going to decide if she's going to continue to do the long distances or what. But she listens to the podcast on training runs to keep her motivated Way to go, Cheryl. How about Robin? She's 65, a cancer survivor, still working. She's been running since 1976, and as she can still crank out 30 miles a week, which is a nice okay, total. That's, that's, that's nice. great. Yeah. And then Sylvia just started hiking something called the Ice Age Trail in Minnesota. Have you ever heard of that? A thousand miles, right, Leanne? It's a thousand miles. miles. Yeah. Okay, Have you Leanne, ever heard of that trail? I, I've never heard of that. It yeah. sounds it sounds challenging and cold. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. We wish you the best of luck. She's <laughs> recently retired, so she's just starting. So she has about 900 more miles to go, but that's okay. And then we just had what I put in the category of quirky. You know, I said, tell us one thing you wish we knew, and people did. I'm surprised how many members of the Satellite Sisters do not like candy corn. That seems, <laughs> oh, it seems too bad. It is I, too bad. I, like I enjoy it. candy corn. Yeah, I, I do. Know. I like it, but many people do not, Julie. No, um, I know that. Okay. Olivia wants us to know that she's read the book Bear Attacks, Their Causes and Avoidance multiple times. Oh. She loves Alaska. She likes reading about animal attacks. And here in Nashville, she's never had the opportunity to use her vast knowledge about bear attacks. <laughs> but I'm yeah, kind keep of glad that in mind, that. Satellite okay. Sisterhood, if you're going to Alaska... Uh, just put it out there because Eliz- maybe Olivia can uh, prep you for the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Jane did professional water ballet in Puerto Rico when she was younger. Jane, we had no doubt. And then Penelope uh, said she competed in synchronized swimming at the North American Championships as a Canadian. She said they the Americans crushed the Canadians. But thank you, Penelope and Jane, for getting Impressive. in the water. Yeah. Trudy is a swing dancer. Keep dancing, Trudy. Hadia talks to her satellite sisters every day with a cup of coffee. I mean, that's, that's nice. Nice. Right. That's, that's nice. good. That's a good habit. Both Denise and Isla come from families with five girls. A lot of a lot of big families in our group, but they specifically mentioned that. Joyce, Julie, this one's for you. Joyce was in within six feet of Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I just I'm quivering just with that news. Quivering. That's such a cool thing to share with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kathy has skinny dipped on four continents. Also okay. good. All right. Impressive, Kathy. Keep mm-hmm. it up, Kathy. Uh, Kathleen founded a Montessori school. Fantastic. Sheila once had dinner in bed with Raymond Massey. I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't even know what that means. Yes. No <laughs> follow up questions on that. No follow up questions. Just one thing. This is even quirkier. Beth used Paul Harvey's private bathroom in his office in Chicago. Oh. <laughs> that's, 
That's for all you old school radio folks. Uh, just Jersey Girls Represent. There was a whole chain of people who went to high school with our sister-in-law, Mary McGuire. So thanks to Jersey Girls, Mary Beth, Madonna, Kathleen, and Pat. Thank you. Uh, Betty knits and sews for charity. Dave grew up surrounded by aunts and uncles and cousins in the L.A. area, and he said our show reminds him of his aunts around the dinner table. We got that, Dave. Uh, Ellen was at Woodstock two days before the music started at age 14. So I don't know. Does that count? That counts. It does count. I'll give her full credit. Yes. Okay. All right. Diane played the snare drum in her high school band. Diane. Diane. Was that Diane Gray, Satellite Sister Accountant and Procurement Director? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Diane, we salute you, Diane. Yeah, that's amazing. Karen had a summer job where she bought old bikes and rented them for two bucks an hour. Claudia had a job. This is a job. Putting together jigsaw puzzles for a company. That was her okay. job. You put them together? Oh, okay. Okay, Leah used to teach in a maximum security prison, and one day she witnessed an inmate when one of her students escape in a helicopter. <laughs> Really? Yes. I didn't know that happened in real life. Yeah. You thought it only happened in podcasts? Because yeah. like almost every podcast, true crime podcast, <laughs> involves one of those. Okay. Anna has two dogs, two cats, and 13 chickens. Roxana married her husband 11 days after she met him. She was 20. He was 19. They were on vacation in Hawaii. That is all recipe for disaster and yet 47 years later it's still working out she said wow i love hearing Lovely. stories like that Lovely. and then finally Lori's grandfather is orville redenbacher so <laughs> <laughs> how would we have ever known that lee and if you didn't ask this fantastic question liz that's that's what it is we just need to know one thing our, our listeners are fascinating you know what don't tell them this but they could all have podcasts if they really wanted to <laughs> oh my god that was so fun fun all right we're gonna take a break and thank our sponsors we also appreciate our sponsors and then we're gonna be back with we have uh, an exciting segment you're gonna hear some of our listeners and uh we're gonna talk you through them and introduce you to some of our longtime listeners all right sisters well now we're gonna try something else we have never tried before in this once in a lifetime listener appreciation show we are going to reach out to some of our longtime listeners so we are calling this our longtime listener first time caller special right <laughs> so this was super fun the three of us over the past couple of weeks we've reached out to a few of you so what you are about to hear is the edited audio version of a series of Zoom interviews the three of us did. So for the podcast, we have pulled out a few highlights. You're just getting the audio. But then later on next week, you'll be able to hear about, or later on, you'll be able to hear about um, how you'll be, you can watch. Let me start this again. For the podcast, for the podcast, we've pulled out a few audio highlights. Then later on, we'll explain how to watch the whole extended Zoom interviews with each listener in the Facebook group next week. Okay, so you have all of that. I mean, Zoom videos, we've never done that before, have we? No, no, no. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Anyway, so our first uh, interview here, first up is long-time listener Josh Blue. Uh, He's been a satellite mister since the mid-2000s. Many of you may know him from the Facebook group. He has lived abroad as an international educator since 2001, and he currently lives and works in Hong Kong with his partner and their three-year-old son, Isaac. So here is Julie's first question. For you personally and your family, what has been the biggest challenge? Um... My partner works in the airline industry. Um, He works for Cafe Pacific as a flight attendant. And last week was the big announcement with Cafe um, where they've closed Dragon Air. um, And 5,800 members of their staff have been made redundant. Wow. Uh, So we've been anxious since, you know, really since the beginning of the pandemic. He hasn't really flown since the end of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been, uh, I think, a big stressor. Uh, Taka has kept his job, which is good, yeah. um, but they have made significant cuts to salary and benefits. And so 
um, although we're lucky that he has the job. Um, it's really affected the community that I live and work within. So I live in an area called Discovery Bay, which is on Lantau Island, where the airport is. So a lot of the community are pilots and flight crew, which mm -hmm. means then a lot of our school community are children of flight crew. Oh, wow. um, and I've already had emails over the break with families who say, who have to leave. Um, they have about a month and they've got to go. So that's been a really big challenge, I think. Um, Having a three-year-old at home while you're trying to, to work. How's that um, going? Bless it. How's, know, how, is, how is he doing? How is he? You know, he got the concept. So I have a little office at home. Um, and so initially I had to work out of here. And I'd, you know, I'd have my coffee in the morning. And I'd say, okay, Isaac, daddy's got to go to work. And he's like, okay, daddy. And I give him a kiss. And I walk down the hallway and he goes, bye-bye. And I close the door. <laughs> And you, I wouldn't hear from him all day. He was not pounding at the door. He wasn't trying to get in. He gets the concept of daddy has to go to work, whether it's in this house or if it's at the office. So um, it went better than I expected. I think the really down, the real downfall is that we moved at the end of May to Discovery Bay and we just didn't have a lot. He didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. And so for June and July, it was really hard because you want him socializing and playing and, and doing all kinds of things. Um, but that wasn't really happening. Yeah. And yeah. I, hey, Josh, can you remind me, how long have you lived in Hong Kong? Because have you worked in a number of places around the world? A lot so of international with, education people do. Yeah. That was always the intent, um, but it didn't really happen. So I was in Nanjing, China for a year after I graduated from college. I went to Grinnell in Grinnell, Iowa. Mm -hmm. And um, I was on a teaching fellowship there. And then I went back to do my ninth semester teaching practicum for about three or four months. And then I accepted a job here in Hong Kong. Um, and every time I tried to leave Hong Kong, I got promoted. So I just ended up staying. Um, I thought I would you know, see the world, uh, but that didn't, I have seen the world, but um, just in a different way, I guess. Well, having a flight attendant in the family certainly helps with that. It does indeed, absolutely. <laughs> Do you see any, um, is there you know, one thing that you think about with uh, your family that has been positive about this, this lockdown? Absolutely. Um, because Taka hasn't been flying, he's been around a lot longer or a lot more yeah. Um, yeah. than he normally is. Um, that's a positive, but, uh, but like many- <laughs> uh, It's like an many, adjustment too, uh, right? Totally. Because I went into this thinking, oh, every couple days I get, you know, one or two days where it's just me and I get time. And now there's someone else in the house all the time. Um, oh. And trying to balance that is really true. So many people have that. Yes, right yes. Now. It's a real it's, eye opener for, for all of us, right? Absolutely. It's been really great because he's gotten to spend more time with Isaac. So my partner is Japanese. So having, and Taka only speaks Japanese to Isaac and Isaac is attending Japanese kindergarten. Um, and so having him around for, for those influences is really good, but it's also really cemented kind of our Hong Kong family. Um, Julie, you'll know that living abroad, you kind of gather people wherever you are yes. and they right. become your family. Um, right. And it's either you need them or they need you, but you know, that's how it goes. And so I spent the summer every weekend having people over and cooking and um, just bringing people together with food and you know, having that experience and making sure that Isaac had other people around besides just Papa and Daddy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's been a real plus, I think. Okay, so now let's get into your history with us, Josh. So how did you first start how did you first become a satellite mister? Where did you come across our show? Yeah, Leia Rempel. So you oh know Leia. Oh my God, Leia, of course. <laughs> and, and we're watching her day by day. She's currently uh, in quarantine <laughs> in China. Uh, and it's hilarious because I've known Leia since probably the, the mid 2000s. We ended up at the same school together here in Hong Kong, uh, the Japanese International School. And we were chatting one day and she said, I think you'd really like the Satellite Sisters. I think you need to start listening. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and I did. And it was like, oh, it was like finding just like best friends who I'd never met before. Um, and it was this sense of- Writing that down. <laughs> family and community that um, 
I hadn't experienced. Living abroad is, is difficult um, in the best of times. And you, you try as hard as you can. You're not trying to emulate a life from where you're from, but you're trying to establish some sense of normality. And your listening to your voices um, really helped kind of establish that it was a familiar accent. Uh, it was something I was familiar with. Um, and you were hilarious. Like I, I'd be laughing and crying and, and it was just fantastic. Thank you so much for being such a, a loyal satellite mister. We someday, someday maybe we'll meet in real life. You know, this is a real honor for us. You know, I mean, we're in oh. our closets, you know that, you know, and it's such a treat to have this real conversation. Uh, it just, you know, it inspires us, it motivates us to, just as you said, to really bring bring all, bring our best selves to the show and um, because you all mean so much to us. So and make such a difference in in our lives and probably more so than you realize. Sometimes it's just something that you've said or it's 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 a, a topic that you've brought up, um, but probably more so things that you say. And there was something, Julie, that you said at one point during the pandemic with the school closure and yeah. It's just that there was a level of appreciation for what people are experiencing that mm -hmm. people don't say often enough. And you were able to articulate that. And it was just that, that little thing that made a world of difference. Wow, Julie, that was I nice, know. wasn't it? That, Talking that to Josh? Was great. That was great. I think it was when I was uh, doing some homeschooling of a grandson, Peter, there, just my appreciation for teachers and administrators and all educators, you know, you just have a real sense of that. And it was uh, great to talk to Josh and uh, we, I just admire his work so much. And um, that was a treat, Liz. It was a treat. Yeah. I just, Wasn't I love he, Didn't he get up at 5 a.m. to do that interview yes, as well? I feel did. like we should acknowledge that, right? That's <laughs> truly in his time slot. It was 5 a.m. for him. He wanted to do it before school started. So, yeah, that was great. Okay, so next up is Lori Levine. She is married. She lives in suburban Virginia. She is a parent, and she is also a psychotherapist. She's a frequent contributor to the Facebook group, and she is a self-confessed, she wrote this in her bio, self-confessed satellite sister stalker. So, Leah, you asked her about what the unique challenges are of being a therapist right now. Lots what has your practice been like, Lori? Like well, interesting that you ask. Just the past couple of weeks, like I got three referrals on Friday. I think it's like the you know what is hitting the fan. Yeah, I see a ton of teenagers. And so virtual school has become really tricky. So these kids are anxious and they're anxious about, you know, school. They're depressed and lonely and isolated about not seeing their friends mm -hmm. and they want to kill their parents. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not funny, but it's kind of funny. But you can understand. Yeah. I'm sure uh, yeah. their parents also want to kill them. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it's gotten progressively busier. Um, I think the summer, all summers are a low. And even COVID summer was a little, I mean, you know, definitely was seeing clients, but it, it's, it's picking up. And I have also, I had sent five, five clients to college, sent them. Oh, so five wow. new call. And, and so the experience, their freshman experience, you know, I keep hearing about, which I feel like I'm just like front and center, you know, hearing what's going on on the college campuses. Yeah. How different is it for you? Obviously you're doing your sessions like this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So for you as a psychotherapist, how is that different than being in your beautiful, warm, lovely yeah. space together? You know, I've, I've, I keep saying this. It's like, thank God we have this, this technology and it's working. I'm being able to um, provide support, um, make an income and wonderful things. And I'm very grateful and I don't knock it. Truth being though, when I'm sitting across from them, they're on my couch 
there's a different energy and I'm not an energy person, but it's like, it's just different. You know, it's just, you're just different sometimes. And then of course, you know, zoom clicks out the other day I'm on the, we had to be on the phone and one and the client, you know, one of those very rare emoters is actually tearing up, but she's on the phone. So I can barely get it. Right. And so it's just like, you miss things. Yeah. Yeah, You miss things, but, but I'm still able to give them a whole ton of support, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. So you're also a regular participant in the Facebook group. So, I am, yes. So what do you get out of that? Because that's because w- w- we love the Facebook group and the fact that everyone is so active and everyone talks amongst themselves. Even though you know, sometimes now people are starting to feel bad about Facebook. We're just ignoring that, Lori, because yes. we love our group. We oh, think our yes. Facebook is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I agree completely. My husband is he was quoting to me whatever the politics are, and I'm like, I need my people. I mean, oh well, because you guys are the you guys are my friends in my ears. That's how I refer to you because all my friends know. Well, da, 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 Liz said, Well, who's Liz? She's the friends in my ears. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Leah and um, I are both writing down my friends in my ears. Yeah, we are. I think that's our slogan for 2020. Your slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been in my ears a lot. You could, you know, you could do a little more. I, I took up running. Oh, that's something. You did? I, well, I didn't wow. take it up. I mean, I returned to it. Okay. Yeah. So, as, so, so I made this, <laughs> I've done some running. <laughs> You are one having day, a fantastic year. Yeah. One day in June, Francine and I were going for a walk and I'm like, yeah, I feel like running. So we started running. Now my son is an avid runner. He ran all through high school. He ran all through college. He was on the president of the club, whatever, whatever. So I told him to run. He goes, oh, I have a program for you. He goes, it's better than that walk run thing. It's this thing. So he gives me this program. It's a 12 week program. And I am not a planner. I am not a planner. Some people would think about it, would process it. I did it. So suddenly I'm running four times a week. You know, it was like wow. eight minutes, then 12 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. what I did. Yeah. yeah. So um, I got to nine weeks and I was very diligent. And, and then I realized this thing goes up to like running for 60 minutes. And I'm like, I don't need to be running for 60 minutes. I need to be running three miles. So I have capped it off at three miles, which thank God is not 60 minutes, although it could have been. <laughs> Why did I start talking about that? I don't remember. Oh, my ears. So you, if you guys wanted to you know, talk a little more, okay. you know, cause you guys, you know, I get you for like a run and a half and then I have to find something else. And, okay. but I do, I have been doing Lee and Spotify music. So thank okay, you. Okay, good, excellent. Oh, that's good. Well, well now that was one of our in. main questions. Like maybe as a psychotherapist to the sisters, you can help us with this. Some goal setting for 2021, Lori. Did um, I just tell you I don't make any plans? <laughs> so, but we've been, we've been thinking, you know, we were talking amongst ourselves, like, should we do something additional in 2021? Should we do something different? Is there anything you want more of or less of? Other than shows being longer, so you've made your point. I think you're the only one who feels that way, but okay, show's getting longer. You know what's so funny? Sometimes you guys say, you guys say, okay, we're, you know, we got it, we're running out. And I'm like, why? Why do you have to stop? <laughs> it's a completely made up thing. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> She's first, so great. So Leanne, what is the lie of why our show is the length it is? What's the lie we tell ourselves? Yeah, I don't know. We just she she was wondering why our interviews don't go longer. Why we actually say to guests like, "Well, we're running out of time." When we're just sitting in our closets reporting it, recording a <laughs> podcast, that is a completely random time. But for some reason, we we th- stick to an hour of content and then uh, you know about eight or nine more minutes for ads. So that's almost every show is about one oh nine to one eleven, and we just have this internal clock now after so many years. Like, well, we're wrapping up this interview. So we'll entertain the thought of longer, longer, longer interviews. You know, what I liked is talking to Lori is like literally like talking to one of your friends. I mean, I've never met her in person, but that is the sort of conversation you have with your friend. It's fun to listen back to these because Mm -hmm. she's very natural on, on the Zoom and, uh, and you are the friends in our ears. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. We are happy to be in your ears. Yeah. At the end of this Zoom, if you watch the video interview when we post it in the Facebook group, you'll also get to meet Francine Levine. She referred to Francine Levine. That is her dog, in case you're confused about who Francine is. So we get to meet her, her dog at the very end. All right. Next up is Tara James from Yonkers, New York. Tara is the longest time listener that we spoke to. And we, when we connected on Zoom, we started by getting to meet her nine-year-old son, Jeremiah, who has a lot of Satellite Sisters experience, as he explains here. Hey, Jeremiah. It's nice to see you. I'm Leon. Hey. Hey, Jeremiah. I'm Liz. I feel like we've seen you grown up in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. How are you doing today? Good. My mom listens to you like every car ride, you know, 24-7, and sometimes it gets annoying. Okay, he's exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, I am, but she listens to you a lot. And one okay. time, I was trying to sleep sometimes. Okay. okay. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, do you have any tips for how we could improve the show? No. No, no. no. Hey, Tara, we didn't even get a chance to introduce you yet. So, so here we go. So Tara James is joining us now for another of our installments of uh, Satellite Sisters Listener Appreciation. She's a long, long time Satellite Sister. You said you've been listening for about 17 years since. So I just want to say that's before podcasting was invented. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. I remember when you we were going to try it for the first time. And I thought, what is that? What is that? <laughs> okay, so... Longtime listener, radio to podcast transition. We're grateful to that. She's a single mom of nine-year-old Jeremiah, who you just met. You live in Yonkers, New York, and you are the associate director of the Women's History Graduate Program at Sarah Lawrence College. So welcome to, into our longtime listener, first-time caller series, Tara. Honored to be here. You know, it's really you... great to meet you on Zoom. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I feel like we're old friends. I mean, truly, I know it's listener appreciation, but I, I feel like we go so deep. I mean, we just met your beautiful son. You were talking for years on the Satellite Sisters group about adopting him. And you were always interested in parenting discussions because you were preparing and then you adopted him. And here he is. He's like a young grown man now. I mean, it's incredible. So it's it really exciting to meet you. It doesn't feel like it's been that long at all. But it, <laughs> yeah, it's been 17, 18 years. I've been thinking so much about the whole area of women's studies and how important it is right now, because obviously we see women being disproportionately affected by everything that's happening with COVID and the economic collapse and so many women leaving the workplace because they have to make up for so much else. I mean, you must see that. Do you have thoughts on that? It's, you know, it's, it's a major concern. Yeah, I, I'm on Facebook way too much. And so I'm, I'm in all of these groups with um, different sets of mothers mostly. Um, and a lot of them are making the decision to quit their careers because they don't know when this is gonna stop and their children aren't doing so well. The school systems are really failing children, I, I, I see, it seems like. And it's hard to work full time and have to, you know, homeschool your child. And a lot, of, a lot of schools are not, you know, on Zoom or having live teaching. You literally, literally have to do the yeah. work. Yeah. So I don't know what I would do if I had to actually sit down and teach my son and do a full-time job and talk with students who, you know, at Sarah Lawrence. And I don't know how women, how women are doing it. Well, yeah. they're not. I mean, you know, job yeah. statistics show a million women have left the workforce. I mean, mm -hmm. I think of that as like, that is generational. That, that's, that a is gen yeah. that's a generation of, of change for women in their, you know, 30s and 40s to step away right now. I mean, yeah. these, and these are, these are not hobbies. This is like their job and it right. supports these the are family. These qualified, experienced people. Yeah, yeah. It's been, I mean, if you think about all of the work that women did for the last 40 years to be able to be in the workforce, mm -hmm. and now it's like, you know, five steps forward, 500 steps back at this, at this point. Right. 
So you've been obviously a longtime listener and also a really active member of the Satellite Sisters community on Facebook. What do you get out of that? Like, we're, you know, we love our group and we love the fact that people don't just talk to us, that they talk to each other, that there's so much sharing, that we've seen your son grow up on Facebook. We've seen many children get married, go up to their first jobs, whatever. But what is it about this community that keeps you contributing? Um, I like that. I, I tend to live in a, in a bubble and I, I even my Facebook groups tend to be, I tend to be a part of my bubble. I like that there are so many different people with so many different lives and different opinions. And because you guys have talked a lot about civility, um, it doesn't break down too much. Everybody, we may differ with each other, but we can talk with each other and talk about our differences mm -hmm. politely and civilly and kindly. And I've, re I've really enjoyed that. And I, it's made me, um, get kind of into seeing that if I can talk with people who I completely disagree with and have a civil conversation where maybe they learn from me or I learn from them or we don't learn at all, but we can talk with each other. And, and I think I've gotten that from, from yeah. being part of the community. Well, Thanks. our work is done, Liz. I mean, we, <laughs> we can... Wrap, wrap we seem to be the only people in America staying civil, though. I, so I don't know. I think we're going to have to we're going to have to market this somehow. Like civility, it's a thing. You can do it, people. Hang in there. I mean, yeah, we have to delete because uh, Leon and I moderate that group. It's amazing how little we right. have to delete. I think right. people. It's a very they self hard. Group. They try hard you know, to really, like, as you said, I mean, that, that's just a really wonderful review, I think, of the community. And uh, I, I'm really kind of stunned at that. So thank you. It's nice. It's just nice to hear because it's something we've tried to model on the air. You know, we've started thinking about like our show, Satellite Sisters in 2021, if we want anything to be different or I don't know, should we try something new or, I mean, you're sort of the expert over the, you've heard us in all different formats, right? Because our public radio show is very different than our podcast. Anyway, so any suggestions for Satellite Sisters for 2021? Something you'd want more of, less of? Well, I have to say, it's probably not possible, but I really want to see Monica and Sheila again. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah, I mean, again, it's you could you should direct your comments to them. There's an, it's, <laughs> I just want to be clear for newer listeners, like there was we didn't vote them off the <laughs> island. One serious thing that I would that I would love is if you do more interviews, um, I would love to see more women of color. Okay, yeah. We, we, try, we do try, but it's a good reminder, like to yeah. the effort needs to be, you know, more complete. We probably will be doing more interviews in 2021. And I know that is always on my mind. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not but, necessarily about, you know, not about, not necessarily about what it's like to be women, just like for anything. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. So just to, to wrap it up, when you think about over all the years, any particular takeaways from the whole experience of listening or being in the community? I mean, you've talked about civility. I guess that's that's the number one thing. We can do it. That's the number one thing for me. I mean, it's been, it, it's because I'm very judgmental and I can be, when it comes to certain things, very close-minded. And so it has been an exercise for me to, to not be that way and to sometimes deliberately go into spaces where where. I can have a conversation mm -hmm. um, without letting myself get, you know, sarcastic and, and kind of uh, angry. Um, and I really, I, I think it's because I, I listen to Satellite Sisters. Well, that was great to finally get a chance to talk to Tara, wasn't it, Leanne? 
Yeah, she had so many interesting things to say. And it is it is a special relationship we have with people who started with us on public radio because mm-hmm. our show is so different. And I think particularly Tara's a, a New Yorker, and that was our home station in the day. So we feel yeah. particularly close to those old WNYC listeners. I mean, she is home. She is with Jeremiah in his studio apartment there in New York. I mean, that is a long that's a long haul, so I'm glad we can give her any lightness at the end at the end of her day. It was really lovely, really lovely to talk to her. And I think we are also going to make you happy, Tara, because uh, Tara was not the only sister or mister who wanted to get more Monica or Sheila <laughs> in, their, in their lives. We all so, want more Monica and Sheila in our lives. Yes, yes. So we have a little bit of an announcement here. Um, instead of the, the live in-person event we had scheduled for next June at 6th and I, we've changed that, we, but we have scheduled an all five sisters virtual Sunday afternoon with the Satellite Sisters on April 11th with 6th and I. So it's happening, people, all five of us um, on Zoom. We're working on ticket prices and timing details now, but the tickets will be available um, on the 6th and I website. And we will let you know as soon as that's all ready to go. We'll have a link to the 6th and I website in our show notes and also on our website. And also another way, if you want to keep up with the plans on that, is to subscribe to our newsletter, Pep Talk, and also the 6th and I newsletter, which has a lot of good info on other speakers you might enjoy. So that's it. Sunday afternoon with the Satellite Sisters, April 11th. We are doing it, right? You know what? Surprisingly, no one was busy in 2021. (laughs) When we had to check out the call, no one had plans at all. (laughs) We're wide open in 2021. Yeah. No, no busy dates. Yeah. (laughs) Which means you don't have any excuses for not being there either, people. We know you have nothing to do in 2021 on a Sunday afternoon. Okay. So now our last first time caller is Lindsay Curry. She describes herself as a, quote, tea-drinking, yoga-practicing mom, wife, sister, friend, who is also a nonprofit executive trying to find balance in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside Washington, D.C. So here was one of my questions to Lindsay. One of the reasons we wanted to talk to you, Lindsay, besides the fact that, of course, We've loved seeing your son grow up on the Facebook group, and we'd like to know what you're doing, is that you're sort of an, an expert in community and what communities mean and how we can support each other during hard times. So any lessons for us or observations, especially now during the current unpleasantness about the importance <laughs> of community? Yeah, so I actually fell in into community, right? I, um, as a graduate student, I did my research on women with breast cancer using the first online listservs as a support network. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't intentionally researching community. I was really in a, a women and gender studies program and was like, how do, how do these women do it? Especially in um, urb, um, rural areas, right? How are they coming together? How are they finding support? Um, or when they don't have moms or sisters nearby to help them out and was really interested in these um, very early 90s listservs as this amazing support network with women with breast cancer and was so moved by it, right? Really understanding and learning what community meant and what a difference it could make in these people's lives and not even necessarily community that was next door, right? These women lived maybe hundreds of miles away from them. They never met in person and it was life-changing for these women and really started thinking about how I was crafting my own networks, right? Of um, surrounding myself with the women I wanted to be, right? Uh, thoughtful and caring and smart. Um, and, you know, so intentionally crafting my own network that way. And after I, I, I completed my graduate degree, started working in the association world and that they're all about communities of, of people. And they come together because they have some kind of shared understanding of, of the future they want to create. And they are incredibly supportive of one another and willing to share. And you know, people that you would think would be kind of um, protective of their trade secrets or what have you come together in such an amazing way to help raise everybody up, right? Like one of my favorite 
quotes is about um, particularly women, but um, be the woman who uh, adjusts the crown, not the one that points out that it's crooked, right? And that's what I find communities have the power to do. Um, and especially I think now as we're all really secluded from our colleagues, we're not seeing them every day, uh, rethinking what community means. It's not just the people that are with you physically that you can find community virtually. So as much as I might be Zoom tapped out, right? It is a way to connect and stay mentally stable and sane, I think, right. um, yeah. and getting out there and connecting with people. And so it, I really think, you know, community has this power um, to support us. And I always think about your tagline, like, and the power to sometimes change your mind or mm -hmm. you crafted it much more, more thoughtfully than that. But, you know, I think it's only with people that you trust and you respect that you'll ever have those kinds of conversations with. And that's what I think this community does so well, right, is brings topics and, and conversations together and makes us think about the world differently. And because we trust you and, and feel like we know you, right, all the memes about, uh, oh, these are my podcast friends, right? But it, it feels like, you know, you, you could be sitting in my living room when, when the podcast is on. And I think that's really in, in a day and age of social media so powerful um, that you can feel so connected to somebody that you might never have met and trust them like that. But it's because you guys put your hearts and souls out there and we see it and it's so authentic and beautiful um, that it's so powerful. I'm so glad we asked. <laughs> Liam's always the crier, but even I, but not on video. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Normally it's audio and we can just cut it out when I'm joking. <laughs> But we don't know how to edit video. <laughs>
Boy, that was so fun to listen to those interviews back. I, I mean, they're so great. 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 Yeah, we, really great. great. They were they are all special people, and yeah. that really came through. And uh, like all of our satellite sisters and misters are really special and unique people. Yeah, yeah, agreed, yep. agreed, Joel. Just a reminder, if you want to keep up on everything, we do have a weekly newsletter now. It's called Pep Talk. And every week we try to put a pep talk in your inbox uh, with all kinds of highlights from the podcast, recommendations, a to-do list, and a little essay genuinely from me. But feel free, Liz or Julie, anytime you want to. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. You're so Leanne, much better. We enjoy reading your uh, newsletter, Leanne, and your little you're, essays. Yes. You're professional. Good. Professional. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Thank you very much. So if you want to uh, stay up to date, for instance, on that April 11th event, you're going to want to subscribe to Pep Talk. We'll have the details in Pep Talk as soon as we know them. So you can find the link to subscribe to Pep Talk just by going to SatelliteSisters.com. It will pop up, but there are also many links on all our social media accounts or m- multiple links at our website, Pep Talk. Okay, one other super special thing that we're doing for you as part of listener appreciation is that everything in our store is discounted for the next two weeks, people. Okay? Listener appreciation. Yeah, listener listener appreciation. So start shopping. Okay, that's what we want you to do. Yep, from November 3rd through November 17th. I went in and I personally slashed the prices. So I want you to know, these things don't happen automatically. So we cut all of the prices for the next two weeks. Now, the best way to shop, if you go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com, you go to the about, where it says about, you click on that, and there's the link to the shop. But here's an easy tip. If you also just Google Satellite Sister Shop, it's going to come up. So (laughs) that seems good. Because I just tested that. It's actually a lot easier. But, you know, we've got all kinds of good good stuff in there. We have a lot of things with the Satellite Sisters logo on it. We have stuff with the Satellite Misters logo on it. Maybe considering the theme of today, you know, we've got a whole collection that just says you can't make new old friends. We feel like you're our old friends. You're going to want that. And then, of course, you know, the new Peace and Sauce collection. Yes. Cooking with Liz. Peace and sauce and I'm an eyeballer. You're not going to find those anywhere else, people. Those are available nowhere in the world except for the Satellite Sister Shop. So prices are cut November 3rd through November 17th. Uh, now's the chance to do some to do some shopping for your own sisters and misters. That's right. And just a reminder, too, we have a full-service website, SatelliteSisters.com. So if you're looking for information about us or the show or guests or anything, that's a great place to start, SatelliteSisters.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, at SatSisters, or Twitter is at SatSisters, or you can join our Facebook group. We would love to have you. As you can tell from the people that we interviewed who all are heavy users of the Facebook group, it's a nice group over there. And if you were on our Facebook group, I hope you took our quiz. That's right. We went back to a golden oldie, a Satellite Sisters (laughs) question that we actually used to market the show before the show is even on the air. And I have the goofy button to prove it. I'm going to take a photo of that button and post it uh, on our Facebook group. What would you rather win, a Nobel Prize or an Oscar? Now, our show was on public radio. So most of the people that worked on the show were horrified that we even thought this was an appropriate question. I know. Like, like yeah. It was the beginning of the end for our relationship with public radio. <laughs> and that was at the beginning. That was the very beginning. Right. We, we weren't even on the air, but we were, it was a doomed relationship. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that more than half the sisters wanted to win an Oscar. So that really put us in a hole at public radio, but not so amongst our actual Facebook group members, overwhelmingly landslide for satellite sisters and misters that want to win Nobels. Now, this is a good time to tell you, we know from uh, polling you that at least 5% of you actually have PhDs and are possibly in the running for a Nobel. So they could win. And you better invite us. We're rooting for you. Yeah. So a couple of highlights from that poll, people responding. First of all, a lot of people mentioned that they want the cash prize that comes with the Nobel. So that it's not as noble as as one would believe. But Beth, Beth claims her great, great uncle was amongst the first team of Americans to win the Nobel. Uh, Something about measuring the speed of light. 
Beth couldn't oh. really clarify because she said she didn't get that gene. Um, <laughs> but Amy is an actual neuroscientist, so no surprise that she wants to win a Nobel. Yeah. Amy, I hope you're working on research around the area of where are our car keys, because that would be great. <laughs> Amy, if you could help us find our car keys. Um, the, the small percentage of people who wanted to win an Oscar, and I'm raising my hand, uh, here's why. They want to get dressed up. They're better parties. They're actually in the arts. Or they've been practicing their speeches for a long oh, time in oh, the mirror. Nice. And I think those are all good reasons. Um, I liked Becky's response. Becky said, seems like a lot of work to win either one. Could I just sit on the couch while you guys win? So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Becky. <laughs> Becky, you can come to the parties. Uh-huh. And then... Our former producer, Corny Cole, always uh, the sixth sister, actually said, how about a Nobel Peace Prize for my groundbreaking, life-altering, internationally unifying Oscar performance? So there you go, Corny. Doing it, Love pulling that. all the stops out. You're, yeah, you're a winner, Corny. Always. <laughs> <laughs> you are a winner, Corny. You're a winner. <laughs> This has been such a fun show. We, again, we appreciate you. I feel like we can't say it enough, but we'll say it one more time. Um, We also appreciate Sergio Enriquez. He is our engineer. Thank you, Sergio, for making this happen today. It was a lot of editing and pulling things together and wading through our notes. So we appreciate it. A big thanks to our sponsors. They too are a big part of Satellite Sisters. We're grateful that you support our sponsors and we're grateful that they support us. Thanks to Pros, our new sponsor, Shampoo. Go on, get yourself some shampoo. Ritual, KiwiCo, and Green Chef. Thank you so much. Uh, Sisters, anything else on your minds here? Well, I mean, I appreciate you you sisters too. So, you know, might as well say it. Thanks, Liz. It's been Thanks, a, it's Liz. been a long year. We just have to say what what is really in our hearts, people. Yes. So it has. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Liz. Thanks, Liz. You're welcome. All right, and don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>